You know, I got to say, I tried. I really was making my best attempt, as I've told you guys, to try to not even deal with anything Corona. I wanted to basically go on and kind of have a uh, almost like an escape from the coronavirus. And that was really what my attention was in all aspects of what I do on any of my platforms. But like a drunken white girl at a Lady Gaga concert, the coronavirus just won't be ignored. So let's get into the show. Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Both Cruise Cast Joe coming at you not quite live from the K Compound down here in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome everybody. We are uh, excited to bring you this new episode. It is a Tuesday and I believe it is, yeah, it's March 11th already. You know, I'm not going to lie. I really did not mean for that muster morning, whatever I call it, radio show to be in instead of the podcast. It means it's meant to be an addition. So when I saw a few people out there kind of like, you know, we love it, we love it, we love it. But then contrarily, some people said, no, I prefer the regular format. I didn't want anybody to think that, uh, you know, I was doing that instead of, you know what I mean? This is going to be something that I'm going to do. It's going to be on the Patreon. If you liked it, if you thought it was good, you definitely maybe, well, maybe it's one more reason to sign up for the Patreon. And it is going to be a Monday and a Friday thing. So Again, the point being, you're going to hop on early in the morning. You're going to have your commute. It's going to be ready for you. And it's going to be something that, you know what, you just listen. Put it in the background if you want. It's music. Music to cruise by. If you're listening to this show, you probably like cruising. If you like cruising, you like tropical-themed or uh, vacation-spirited music. And that's what it is, with a little bit of always-be-booked banter in between. So, yeah, I know it's not going to be for everybody, but hopefully those who do enjoy it will really, really enjoy it. And I see some people, it's gone from, yeah, I really don't like it at all, to, wow, Tommy, this could be some of your best work. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes, but uh, it will be on the Patreon. And if you like that sort of thing, it may may serve as another reason that you might want to subscribe and support the show. All right, so I'm at you guys. So there is uh, nothing else in the way. It's been quite a run. It's been a crazy run of going back and forth about am I doing this full-time, am I not doing it full-time, how much of my uh, weekly work week am I dedicating to this. I sometimes reacted to opportunities that I've gotten outside of Always Be Booked and had to jump on them and the temptation being too big. But I really had a very strong inclination to – to, to just dial it back. And I did, I, I feel like I'm in the best position now. I am taking a heavy hit as far as, uh, you know, income by doing this. Uh, you know, that you care about that and you shouldn't. Uh, but I'm down to two days a week at work and that's going to be a Sunday and a Monday. So I am going to have five days to hang out with you guys. So if you guys want that regular content, be careful what you wish for. 
because it's coming at you. So yeah, as I said in the intro, in this episode, we will get into a little bit of uh, Corona action. Have to. I mean, pretending it's not out there is just getting to be a little bit ridiculous. I am not going to. I'm going to continue to say that I'm not the expert on this, okay? Uh, I know, I know, I know. Shocker. I hope you were sitting down for that uh, earth-shattering announcement. I am not an expert on coronavirus. Uh, I don't think any of us are, but I do know that there are places to go for news on that. And again, I mention it all the time, and I won't stop. Too bad if you don't like it. Cruiseradio.net. By the way, too bad if you don't like it, if you don't like things. Like I mentioned sometimes, I am an acquired taste. My name is Tommy Casabona. Born and raised in New York City, if you're new to the show, and I'm only kind of saying this, the regular listeners are probably saying, why is he telling us who he is every week all of a sudden now and describing the show? Well, because I am noticing a little bit of an uptick in uh, views, in uh, downloads, so I want to make sure that we can kind of make those stick, you know what I mean? In the restaurant business, a lot of times you do something called watching the parade go by, and I'm sure it's in a lot of businesses, where you get a bunch of people stopping in, and then they leave because it's not at the level of a party that they want it to be. But if everybody that stopped in to check out the non-party all came at the same time, the parade would go on. And I'm trying to I'm just trying to keep the parade going on. So what I say is I'm not, I'm an acquired taste. You may listen to this and it may not be your favorite voice or point of view at first. Uh, and it may be something that you're like, you maybe even kind of throw it off by. But I feel like that. Haven't you had friends like that? Some of the some of your best friends, tell me if I'm wrong right now. Some of your best friends, some of the people you get along with, the most well, let's let's use the word real in your life, are people that you probably didn't always get along with at first, right? That's what I kind of like think about this podcast. And the email confirmations have come back like crazy. Uh, way more. Some people say, no, we, we, we loved you from the beginning. But way more say, Tommy, to say you're an acquired taste is an understatement. Uh, I really didn't know if I was going to make it through the first episode. Then I listened to a few and now I don't miss them. So give it a shot if you don't mind. We have a community called the Always Be Booked Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook. It's really where we kind of you know get to know each other. You know what I mean? We break each other's chest. We give each other information about cruising. We celebrate cruising. We ask questions. And it's just a cool community. If there is anything that would lend itself to call it calling us a community, it's through that Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. And I would uh, definitely ask you, uh, request you to join that group. It's a closed group because I want to know who's coming in and out. But uh, other than that, just ask to join and I'll let you right in. Uh, really, we've all, I mean, we have well over a thousand members, but we've only kicked out, we haven't kicked out anybody. We had somebody leave and then they just didn't come back. We had two people leave the group because you know what? There's a thousand people. Certain personalities aren't going to mesh well with everybody, but I like to think that we are very, very open and welcoming community and we would love to have you. Also, we got Instagram, so check out Always Be Booked on Instagram. All right, let's get into it. So cruise deals that are out there right now, everybody's talking about, you know, these flights and these cruises. I'm not seeing a bunch of them, okay? So I'm looking around every day to see these crazy, crazy deals. I got to go look a little bit more into the uh, deeper into the travel agent side of things and maybe check on a lot of those. But for the general public, I'm seeing good deals. But you know how these good deals work with cruises. Uh, it comes down to a point where no matter what, you're paying port charges and tax And even if you have a $250 cruise for five days, it's still going to be over $1,000. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get, the cruise lines are going to make their money one way or another. And uh, so I'm not seeing a ton 
of incredible deals. Yes, it's a buyer's market right now, definitely. But we're going to talk more about that in a minute. I want to give a big shout out to Anne. Anne is leaving on the Carnival Paradise. Oh, no, no, no. I made that up. How about that for a travel agent? And I, uh, <laughs> I yesterday told her I thought she was going out of Tampa. She's not going. She's in Fort Lauderdale. So she's leaving on the Carnival Sunrise out of Fort Lauderdale. And uh, she's cruising uh, for a day. And I think she's hitting up uh, Princess K and Nassau, if I'm not mistaken. But I know she's going to have a good time. Uh, eight, eight, uh, what is it? What's what's my number here? 323 Getaway. If you want me to book you on a cruise, I'd be glad to help you with as much as I can. Um one thing about it, I was trying to help her out with uh, a little bit of the onboard credit situation that we hear is going around. And uh, one thing I noticed is that Carnival's phones went completely down. Do you know what it takes for Carnival's phones to go down? Carnival really, I mean, that they don't miss out on an opportunity to make money. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little while. But Carnival's got their shit together usually. And uh, their phones went down. And I was trying to figure out what to do. I do have to get back to a couple of the people talking about possible cancellations or possible, you know, upgrades. It's so funny because half the industry, when I say industry, the passengers are trying to cancel their cruises. And the other half are trying to upgrade. They're like, yeah, get the hell out of the way. Lead, follow, or get out of the way. You know, if you want to get off these ships, that's fine. I want to turn my inside stateroom into a balcony. And that's totally understandable. So uh, is, Anne is... One of it was one of the buyers. She was trying to upgrade. She was trying to see if they. I mean, the balcony was going to be at least five hundred dollars to upgrade to. But you know, we were able to get her into a better room. You know, we got her out of that upper lower situation and into a regular inside stateroom. And believe it or not, four day cruise. It's going to be two hundred dollars on board credit. There was fifty dollars per person in the room. That was initially granted $50 onboard credit. And then as, as a result of all this mayhem going on, they offered another 50 each. So now they got 100 each. That's $200 onboard credit for the room. And Anne is uh, cruising with her kid. So, you know, Anne, that's all yours. <laughs> uh, but the Carnival phones went down. So I was trying to help and, and trying to figure out a way to get somebody on the phone. And I, I dug a little bit. And I'm sure there were other ways and other people tell me, well, I was able to get through. But I called up and the, basically the, the I'm paraphrasing, but the message was, sorry, we're having larger than normal call volume and problems with the phone. So as a combination of that, we are going to ask you to please call at a different time. Click, hang up. You know what I mean? There's no uh, avenue for say, well, I'd rather call and I'd rather wait on hold. No, none of that. They hung up on you. But there was other ways to do it. You know what I mean? You can call different areas and different divisions and departments. You know, what I call? I called, I believe it was the post-cruise survey line. Like if you got done with your cruise and you have, a, you have an issue with a cruise that you went on, I was able to get through on that line and then work my way over to somebody who could help me with that reservation. So there was ways to do it. And, uh, you know, just know that if I'm your travel agent, I am going to bust my ass to try to find those ways for you. Uh, let's talk about some uh, other stuff here. Uh, so I got my YouTube studio all ready to go. You know, it's funny because I was, uh, <laughs> as I'm kind of, listen, there's nothing fancy going on here. And, you know, we talk back and forth, right, guys? This is banter. Ploofy, you wanted some banter, right? This is banter. So in my continued attempt to try to figure out what this whole thing is going to be and where we're going to go, I figure you got to try it all. 
And I think, and I know that YouTube is definitely a platform that people are doing pretty well on in YouTube. And it was kind of ironic because I was talking to Doug again and, you know, we were talking about just different ways to, you know, promote the brand. And he was saying how he does it and his way of doing it is, you know, it's, it, he's, he's really, see the thing about Doug and cruiseradio.net is that that is just a real information source. And people go there and they know that they're going to get good, solid, reliable information. The level of pride Doug takes in making sure that his information, and, that, and that's why sometimes he gets a little grouchy and grumpy. And he, he resents when, because he resents when crap goes over the airwaves. You know what I'm saying? He resents when somebody doesn't do their research. And that's only because I think he knows how much time he puts into making sure that he does you guys the right service of making sure you do get accurate information. And those are my words, not his. So, uh, I do do a lot of fluff. You know what I mean? As, as closely as I kind of, uh, work with him or am with him, like I still, I do a lot of what he doesn't do, uh, in terms of just like fluffy kind of editorialization, reaction pieces, more like, uh, just, just more on the recreational end of cruising. But if you don't, if you're booked and you want information about a port or about a ship or where you want to go or the latest stuff that comes out that can affect your sailing, that is the place you want to go. You know what I'm saying? It's up to the minute. It's definitely up to the minute stuff. So you definitely want to do that. But uh, I'm out here trying to figure out what my place is, whether it's through the website, the podcast, obviously. Everything is going to revolve or continue to revolve around the podcast. And it's the medium in which I feel I'm most comfortable with. But I think we have to do peripherally, peripherally, we have to do other stuff too. And I basically put together. Uh, a YouTube backdrop. If you go on any person's amateur YouTube channel, you'll check it out and you'll see their little setup and what they have. And, you know, I don't want to do too much with it. I don't want to act like I'm trying to be, uh, you know, the Today Show or anything on any sort of next level production, whether it's from a set standpoint or an actual kind of how the show kind of flows. I just keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, but I am going to put together a little bit of a set, and I think I got the makings of it. It's gonna. I'm going to try to put a video together tonight. I do have, I mean, I, I try, <laughs> I was trying to just, what I did was get a brick wall background, drop a canvas brick wall background, and then a, uh, a little something for the other wall, because I'm kind of in a corner. So I wanted something for the other wall, and I basically got some, a, a circular piece, and I just saw it, I found it, it looked cool, so I bought it of um what i would my original thought was like maybe a neon sign but uh i would run around looking for a neon sign i didn't want to wait for the amazon delivery plus they break in transit so i got like this circular i guess hanging piece which of what is sort of like a, a board a weathered or or what would you call it a um just like a like a like a driftwood almost type thing but it's in a circle it's presented nicely and uh i figured i I would get always be booked so now it turns into an arts and crafts project where i got three letters from michael's and now i gotta spray paint the letters because they're white but also the driftwood is white so now i gotta it turns me into like now i'm doing arts and crafts but i'm going to have that set up hopefully by tonight uh, and maybe tomorrow I'll have a YouTube video done, uh, and that'll be it. I was, had a very frustrating, frustrating time. Three days ago, I had an article written. I spent two and a half hours writing this stupid article about Carnival because they were the first ones to release a, um, what would you say, a modified uh, cancellation policy for these cruises as in lieu of the corona incidents. So 
I wanted to react to that. I wanted to put an article out saying what that was and basically saying how Carnival is. Give them a little bit of props for being the leader in the industry in terms of getting a new policy out there. And literally as I'm fighting because there was a glitch with my web hosting company and I wasn't able to post it. I would hit post and nothing would happen. Literally nothing would happen. And it was a glitch that they had. They apologized. I got a free month of web service out of it. So I'll take that, save about 75 bucks. Uh, but as a result, I don't get the article out. And within a couple of hours after that, boom, here comes Norwegian with their modified cancellation policy. Here comes Royal Caribbean. So the article ended up being irrelevant because everybody did have their cancellation policy out. So that's... Uh, Oh, that was it. So that's the that's that's what's coming up for YouTube. I am going to soon have an announcement, and some of you are gonna uh, be happy about this. And uh, probably the vast majority of you are not gonna give a rat's ass. But I will say, the cruise companions are going to return. I have a few more details and kinks to work out, but I got, like I said, a lot more time to work on those. So the cruise companions are going to come back out. I know half of you are like, what, what the hell is a cruise companion, Tommy? Well, you're going to find out. All right, so let's get into some of the hot topics in cruising. And yes, we are going to talk about coronavirus, but first I want to get out of the way this uh, Virgin Voyages disaster. And I don't know, if I am the powers that be, at Virgin Voyages, and you know, everybody says Richard Branson. Who even knows if it's Richard Branson? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But if you're a decision maker at Virgin Voyages or an owner, anybody level, anybody on, on the upper level, senior management, I would consider suggesting <laughs> the possibility of cutting your losses on this entire experiment because it just seems kind of cursed, doesn't it? So you started out a couple of weeks ago. You had the uh, the, the preview. You know what I mean? Everybody went down there and checked it out over in Europe. They checked out the facilities. They checked out the ship. They experienced it, what it would like to be on an actual Virgin Virgin voyage. And uh, the reviews did not come back good. They did, they come they came back uh, mixed at best and with a lot of people having some serious uh, people who wanted to like this ship. People who I've never heard say a bad thing about any cruise ship were saying, uh, I don't know, good luck. And uh, now they, so maybe who knows in lieu of that, now the ship ends up in New York City. They canceled the New York City media events. They were supposed to do a couple of nights, not unlike the one in Europe. They were going to do it in New York City where you could have dinner on the ship and it opened, you know, opened. It was almost like just like a preview, same thing. And they canceled that one. And not only did they cancel it, you know what I mean? If you're going to cancel it, just cancel it, whatever. Uh, they made a statement. And I believe this is this statement is just a little bit of an insult to our intelligence. It said, in light of the current news headlines, we want to now stop right there first. In, in What headlines are you talking about? Okay. That just, you're just trying to go for blind deniability right there. Because if somebody says, well, you're canceling this because of corona, coronavirus, they could say, no, we just said news headlines. We didn't say coronavirus. Okay, so we're not, we're not stupid. We know, which, we know why you chose those words or didn't choose those words. We want to ensure everyone feels it's the right time to celebrate with us. Like everybody, like, the, like, like we were just under attack or something. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, we understand people may want to focus on other things at the moment. So we have made the decision to reschedule our upcoming showcase tour stop and events in New York City. We still plan to sail back to New York soon for you to visit her. 
No, you don't. Okay, where's the plan? We see the bookings. We see how how uh, how. I mean, is there? I could be wrong, but I mean, if the, don't make up stories if your calendar is set for the next year or whatever it is. Like we can see if you're coming back to New York City. Is there? Is it? If you're on a, aren't there bookings filled? Sailing out of Miami, four and five day cruises. What's the plan to get back to New York? Uh, we understand. People may want to focus on other things at the moment. And they went out of their way to say this is not because of coronavirus or the threat of coronavirus. So you you basically, for whatever reason, we don't know why you canceled this. It could be because you know the product was a mess and you took such a beating in Europe with the reviews that you do not want to take more of a beating by the media again. You want to stay out of harm's way? Is that what it is? Or, I mean, I think that's the reason. But they can blame it. There's some outside stimuli that they can blame it on, but not directly say they're blaming it on that because in reality, they're not blaming it on that. That's not the reason. We want to focus on other things. What else are you focusing on? Okay. I mean, this is people are not, we are not at a point where, I mean, despite how bad the media is trying to get everybody to panic, not everybody's in a state of panic right now. To where we can't focus on this. How am I supposed to focus on Virgin Voyages with this coronavirus all around? How am I fo- How can I focus? It's a joke. I mean, and then they canceled the preview event in Miami. Or they, they shortened it. I believe it was. I think they shortened it. So all these bad reviews coming out. They're trying to be mavericks in the industry. They're taking an enormous chance. And... For that, for their product to have been able to have worked with all the the corner that they're painting themselves into by not allowing families, by, uh, you know, just doing things that are directly away from the research that has been derived, that has been put in by 100 years and all these other cruise lines and saying, no, you know what? We know more than you. This is, this is the way we're going to do it. We know more than you. And now... You have the bad reviews, and now you have the worst disaster to hit the cruise line cruising industry since the Titanic. You could argue that this is worse for the industry than Titanic. I mean, tell me something that was worse. For the industry as a whole, is there anything that has ever happened to this level for the cruise industry? I don't think so. We'll see, though. Virgin Voyages, uh, this is fascinating. This is a fascinating, not even about cruising, vacations, you know, whatever. It, this is a this is a, a fascinating business story. I mean, just a, I want to see how this works out. This is high drama, high business drama. I want to see there's going to be books written about this. There's going to be documentaries written about this, about the plight of Virgin Voyages. And if they make it, if they rise from the ashes, you talk about, I mean, they will be bulletproof. The legend will, Richard Branson will be like, almost like a godlike figure, whether he's calling any shots with this or not, which we don't know. But he will kind of, I mean, let's rest assured, if they do come out of this, you'll see a lot of his face everywhere because he will take the credit. And why not? You know what I mean? Everybody, you know, there should be a face of the company. And it's cool that there is a face of the company. 
You know what I mean? It's cool that there is that big, long-haired, you know, 75-year-old guy with a with the beard, kind of hip, kind of old guy that is a face. You could you could put a face to the company. I think that's cool. But uh, yeah, they have really, if they survive this, this will be one hell of a story. Absolutely. All right, we're going to do what I didn't want to do. And my ramblings for the past 10 minutes or more have probably been a little bit more than they should be or could be uh, because of the fact that I'm just avoiding this friggin' story. I just don't want to deal in the corona, but we are about to right now. So at the end of last December, this mysterious pneumonia type of virus started sickening dozens of people. This was in Wuhan, China, and that's when it first caught the attention of the World Health Organization. Funny little acronym there. They, they're called, they're shortened up to WHO. Uh, on January 11th, that was when the first death happened from this virus. Uh, January 21st, is the that was the first confirmed case in the United States. Uh, by January 3rd, China imposed a lockdown in Wuhan. And uh, that was when really things started to get very, very sticky over there. And people really began to realize that this was going to be, uh, you know, this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. So on January 30th, the World Health Organization declared officially a global public health emergency. So I've been doing a, just like you guys, I've been hearing the chatter, and I think all of us have our own opinion. It's funny how if, if social media has done one thing, it's just basically polarized people, and you know, you, you really have to, <laughs> there's a heavy price to pay for not agreeing with somebody. You know what I mean? Like you really kind of, it's odd. It's a social experiment that should be done. And why, when somebody disagrees with you, do you really get as angry as you do? Why? why you know what I mean? People are very, very overly, overly uh, you know, protective of their opinions. So I was watching this guy on the Joe Rogan podcast, which you guys know I watch sometimes. His name is uh, Michael Osterholm. Now, I don't know if this guy has an agenda. I do know he's considered an expert medical, and let's just call it detective. His job is to try to go around and figure out where these viruses come from and what needs to happen into not necessarily treating patients. He's trying to figure out the the origin of these, the genesis of these viruses, and try to figure out how you know, based on what he his findings, what we can do to keep them from spreading to a pandemic level. So he said a few different key points. And one of the key points he said is that you got to pay attention to the timing that we're in. You know what I mean? This is whether it's 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 still just the beginning. Now it could be the very end. Who knows? This thing. I don't think it's going away anytime in the next week or so. I think we could all agree that it's not. But whether you think it is or not, you still have to understand that we are in the beginning. And yes, it's probably going to be months before we really, really know where we stand with this thing. And uh, in general, it's probably about 10 to 15 times worse than the regular flu in terms of, you know, for the most part, when when you get symptoms or, you know, the, the, the contractability of it, 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 they're considering it 10 to 15 times worse than the regular flu because you hear a lot of stats out there. You're hearing about, you know, how many more people died from the flu? Well, you know, you have to quantify that. You have to realize how many people died from the flu based on how many people contracted the flu. 
You know what I'm saying? I would guess, and I do not have the numbers in front of me, if you're going to measure how many people died from this versus how many people have it, while still very recoverable by people who are in good health, the death rate per capita is probably much higher for coronavirus. All right, so here's some numbers from Michael Osterholm, and this is predicting what might happen based on, I guess, what he's seen so far and his knowledge of the whole situation, his his level of expertise, he thinks, and he feels like he's been right on so far as far as, you know, being able to predict the evolution of this situation. He thinks that overall, 48 million people will be hospitalized at the end of the day by this disease, this virus, whatever it is, based on the rate of growth and the rate of it spreading right now. He thinks there's eventually going to be 480,000 deaths from this as well. Now, those seem like ridiculous numbers, and they might be, okay? They might be ridiculous, and he may have some crazy agenda. I don't know, but I'm not going to sit here and act like I have enough information to be able to dismiss it, okay? Uh, The incubation period is about four days. And just if anybody doesn't know, incubation is from when you actually have the disease and you're infected with it and you're able to spread it up to you start showing uh, symptoms, um, he's describing this as like people are looking at this as like some like sort of two week or month long or whatever storm. It, it, it's not a storm. He's saying it's not a Corona storm. It's a Corona winter. And he believes that this is easily going to be a four to six month situation going forward. Uh, the primary transmission method is just by breathing. And, uh, you know, everything's airborne with this whole situation. The disease can live largely inside of you and you know be at its most contagious and its most uh what would you say if you were measuring the level of disease inside of somebody it, it can be at its peak before the symptoms even show he's saying that there's no vaccine anytime soon i've heard that people think there could be as vaccine as early as april now i mean <laughs> politically uh, i'm sure donald trump wants a vaccine could you imagine what the if he if he <laughs> Listen, we're not doing politics, okay? We're never going to. And I would, I could imagine him just like kind of make sure you get this vaccine because you know that'll 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 look pretty good for him if uh, because of his funding and his direction, quote unquote, leadership, whatever, pushing towards that. If it, if a vaccine could emerge as a result of that, or at least it could be spun that way, I'm sure that would be very very uh, useful to his, uh, you know, to his. Uh, his his wanting to be reelected. So uh, the only thing you really can do, and there's not that much that you can do, and this is all again from Michael Osterholm. There's no va- There's no. There's no. Um, you just got to limit your contact. And what he said, he did weigh on the cruise ship thing, and he says that's just not a good place to quarantine. Okay, there's a lot of industry language that gets thrown around between whether it's travel agents, whether it's CLIA, which is, you know, the people who run the cruise industry uh, versus the State Department. And uh, it's you have to look, you have to wonder where what's the motivation for the statements that they are saying. And they are right. CLIA is right when they do stay stuff like, you know what, if we as a policy, as a country, make it so that we are recommending you 
not to go on cruises, if our official statement as a government is to not take cruises, the economic implications on that are going to be awful. You know what I mean? It's going to be really bad. Uh, so I'll get into, I guess, my, my whole ultimate take on this whole thing in a little while. So there's been multiple issues with multiple cruise ships being held at sea. I mean, just some, some awful situations where people have spent many more days at sea than they want to or ever thought they would. The Grand Princess, and yes, the fact that you're seeing a lot of cruises, uh, cruise ships that are princess cruises, uh, I don't know if that's a coincidence. I'm not sure, but you know, you're seeing the Grand Princess. The, the Caribbean princess, the regal princess, the diamond princess, all being turned away because there's suspected, uh, you know, people infected on the ship, whether it's crew or passengers, with the coronavirus. Now, he said uh, that the quarantine is not, it's not, a cruise ship is the worst place for quarantine. There's not a lot of circulation with the air. It's a confined place with a lot of people in a very small area. And and they say he's saying that basically you got to get them off the ship. You know what I mean? Now it's better for the people on land. You don't want these people to run amok with this you know, unbeknownst to them disease and, and running back into society. So, yeah, it's best for society maybe, but it's not good for the people who are on board. So the State Department initially said that you shouldn't go on cruise ships. That's that's what they said. You know, it's not a good time, not a good place to be. And that's based on research that they've gotten from the experts that they commissioned. And uh, they got together with CLIA. <laughs> it's just interesting. You know what I'm saying? I, I know a lot of people are going to not, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just at this point reporting what, I, what I've seen. And I guess I'll get into my detailed opinion on it in a little while. But initially, the report was that the State Department said, do not take a cruise. It's it's not a good time for you to be on a cruise ship. And that's it. Then they met with CLIA the next day. They came out with a shiny new polished statement saying, you can go on a cruise in, if you're in good health and you're young. <laughs> that's what they said. They said that. If young people want to go on cruise ships, they should. Uh, out of shape, uh People with comprom- whose health is compromised and elderly people should not go on cruise ships. So that, was, I guess, was the compromise between the statements. I know everybody has good intentions. I know that. But I'm saying different people are focused on different things. You know what I mean? Clea is right. They, they stand to lose a lot of money with this happening. But at the same time, the economic ramifications are bad if all these jobs go away and you know people start not cruising and these major major corporations start taking a nosedive the economic ramifications are awful as we're seeing that kind of play out already um you know so now the cruise lines weighed in and as i said before there was a bunch of different cancellation policies released and we'll go through that of the big three right now so carnival has updated its policy and they're going to provide a little bit of flexibility now you can reschedule any cruise booked between march march 6th and may 31st of 2020 the line is also offering incentives for those passengers that opt to go ahead with their cruise vacation uh, guests who choose to keep their booking as currently scheduled for departures between March 6th and May 31st will receive the following onboard credit amounts. Now, if you have a three and four day cruise, they're going to give you a hundred bucks. We experienced that today, yesterday with Ann. Uh, if you stay on for five days, 
Uh, for a five-day cruise, you're going to get 150 And for six days or longer, it's going to be $200 in onboard credit. And that's per person. So that's a pretty sick deal. Uh, for guests booked on Carnival Radiance, which is their ship that is going to be doing some European sailings, uh, they are finalizing some itinerary changes and a special offer that is going to come out, and they're going to be sharing it within the next few days. Uh, for passengers who are booked before March 6, 2020, if you decide to change vacation plans, Carnival will allow those booked on sailings between now and May 31st to move their bookings to a new date and receive future cruise credit in the amount of the non-refundable cancellation fee. So you won't have to pay that. You'll have to pay that fee, but you'll get it back in cruise credit so it'll cancel each other out. Now, guests that are booked on the sailings between March 9th and March 31st can move a booking to a future date up to three days before sailing. So before three days before you're supposed to go, if you want to move it, you can, um, if you're booked between Mar March 9th and March 31st. Guests booked on sailings between April 1st and May 31st can move a booking to a future date if they do so by March 31st. And uh, the, this is an important caveat. You got to remember the future cruise credit has to be used for sailings before March 31st, 2021. So don't go looking, uh, you know, two years out. And uh, let's move it over to Norwegian. Norwegian is offering a short-term peace of mind policy. That's just the same thing. It's just as cool to see all the cute little names they come up with for their, uh, you know, their their, their recancellation policy, their revised cancellation policies. So this is the peace of mind policy from Norwegian. It gives anyone who books a Norwegian cruise line sailing through September 30th, 2020, the ability to cancel up to 48 hours prior to the sale date and receive a 100% future cruise credit for use on any sailings through December 31st, 2022. This new policy also applies to existing bookings for any voyages beginning March 10th, 2020 or later. So they're keeping it simple, as is Royal Caribbean. Carnival has a bunch of different, uh, I guess, you know, Carnival's is good, but they, they got a little bit more, I guess, specific with different types of uh, levels of sailing. Royal Caribbean's new Cruise with Confidence. Okay, so we got Peace of Mind versus Cruise with Confidence policy. I like what that says. It says Cruise with Confidence. Now, this is a cancellation policy, but the, the headline is telling you to Cruise with Confidence. So it's funny how subliminal they get, like cruise with confidence means you should be very very confident in your ability to sail and then all right if you want to cancel policy allows cruises to cancel up to 48 hours before sailing those who cancel will receive a full credit for their fare usable on any future sailing of their choice in 2020 or 2021 the policy applies to both new and existing cruise bookings for cruises with a sailing date on or before july 31st 2020 now if the cruise fare for a subsequent booking is less than the future cruise credit issued when they cancel, a second future cruise credit will be issued for the difference in the future. That's actually kind of above and beyond, isn't it? That's really cool. All right, so continuing with information from CLIA, they had a spokesperson 
person, and they said, as part of the cruise industry's continued commitment to the health and safety of guests and crew, as well as the residents of port cities and destinations around the world, Cruise Lines International Association, the leading voice of the global cruise industry, wow, that's a little pat on the back in the middle of a statement, announced today that the uh, that the adoption of an additional enhanced screening measures in response to COVID-19. Uh, so as a result of these changes, which are effective immediately, CLIA members are two. And they have a list of, I guess, deliverables by anybody who's a member of CLIA, which is all these major cruise lines. Now, they are to deny boarding to all persons who have traveled from, visited, or transited via airports in South Korea, Iran, China, including Hong Kong and Macau, and any municipality in Italy subject to lockdown measures by the Italian government, as designated by the Foreign Ministry of Affairs within 14 days prior to uh, embarkation. Uh, They are to conduct illness screenings for all persons who have traveled from, visited, or transited via airports any destinations listed on the U.S. CDC uh, coronavirus disease 2019 information for travel page within 14 days before embarkation. Illness screenings include symptom history checks for fever, cough, and difficulty breathing in the 14 days before embarkation and taking of temperature. Uh, They are also to conduct temperature screening as soon as they are capable at initial embarkation for all persons boarding. Any individual with a temperature detected above 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 38 degrees Celsius, is to receive a secondary screening to include a medical assessment. Uh, Next, to deny boarding to all persons who within 14 days prior to embarkation have had contact with or helped care for anyone suspected or diagnosed as having the COVID-19 or who are currently subject to health monitoring for possible exposure to COVID-19. Uh, continuing, conduct pre-board. Con- I'm sorry. Conduct pre-boarding screening necessary to uh, effectuate these prevention measures. Enhanced screening and initial medical support are to be provided as needed to any persons exhibiting exhibiting symptoms of suspected COVID-19. The statement continues in coordination. With cruise lines, medical experts, and regulators around the world, CLIA and its members' lines will conduct continue to closely monitor for new developments related to COVID-19 and will modify these. I'm stopping, okay? I know I'm losing half of you right now, uh, probably more. Here's the situation, guys. There's a movie that came out. A very, very long time ago. It was during or probably at the end, sort of towards the end of the Cold War. And it talked about, it was called The Day After Tomorrow. And it's a freaky movie. It was put on regular TV. Yeah, no cursing. no. It's just made so heavy. Just, it, it, it talked about, it, it, it imagined, it dramatized if a nuclear war scenario did play out. In, in our country, between us and Russia or whoever. And uh, it showed that actually the bomb started to fly. And, okay, so the initial thing wore off, the initial conflict wore off, and uh, they, they didn't continue to bomb and the earth didn't destroy. The, the earth wasn't destroyed. But the fallout from this was something that nobody had a reaction for, nobody had an answer to. I'm not comparing this. To, everybody calm down. 
Okay, I'm not comparing this to that. I'm not. I'm real. I'm realizing how I'm sounding. The 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 comparison I'm trying to draw is simply this. Everybody, Mike Tyson said it. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. You could list all these fancy freaking deliverables and you could talk about, you know, the screenings 14 days out and temperatures and this first, if we do this, this reaction to this, uh, we don't know if it's too much of a reaction. We don't know if it's not enough of a reaction. We don't know any of it. This is what I'm talking about in life in general when people just think they're safe. Like we don't know. This is not something that that we know about now i can tell you this let's just get into it and i'm going to move on from this because i'm just reading just medical jargon of people who are sitting in a room who think they have the answer and think they have then these people are smart these people are educated and these people have all the data in front of them which i do not and for them to still think that they know what the hell's going on listen i understand prudency i understand being prepared but you don't really know what the hell's going to happen here. And so talking about what my official stance on it is, I'll say this. I am looking for, I'll cruise tomorrow. I would absolutely cruise tomorrow. If the right deal came along and I looked around and saw that they, you know how many people are cruising right now? Tens of thousands of people on cruise ships right now as we speak. So cruising is, is something that's continuing to move forward. Uh, and and I and I and I would if if the right deal came along, I personally, with all the information that I have in front of me, would continue to still cruise. I would do that. Having said that, I am not one of these people that's going to run around and say, uh, "This is fake. This is not real. The media is full of shit." Now the media is full of shit. Let's let's get that out there. So they are. It's in their interest to dramatize this. It's in their interest, absolutely, to sensationalize this so that they have uh they can stretch this news cycle out for as long as possible you know i'll say this i don't want people to think the truth is like if you looked at it you looked like this thing is just wiping out tens of thousands of people at a clip that's what it looks like if you listen to the news you you would think that this is like wiping people out like a real international crisis it's a death sentence which let's be honest is not the case if you're in decent health this thing is going to come and go. It's going to pass through you. It's going to you're going to you're going to make it. A lot of I guess I guess I watched one video. It's like Gatorade. You have a lot of Gatorade, and that's what's going to help you through it. There will be a vaccine for this. I don't know when it's going to happen soon. But having said all that, people are dying. And then the and then the the response to that is you well if you it's only old people that are dying. Yes, it's only old people that are dying, but you can get this disease. And you can give it to an old person and then they can die. So why would we want to do that? All I'm saying is I would cruise right now if I was booked. Definitely. I would still go on the cruise. If I saw the right deal come along, I would cruise. I would look, I would book the cruise and I would go. Now to the contrary of that, I am not going to be one of the people that runs around and tells you, you got to cruise now. The best thing you could do, like it's like it's the, if we... (laughs) If we don't cruise, the disease wins. You know what I mean? If somebody doesn't feel like it's the right time for them to cruise right now, or if they want to cancel that cruise, because you know what? After all, at the end of the day, it's a freaking cruise. This same cruise is going to be there 8, 10, 12, 16 months later. You can do that. So if somebody feels like, you know what? I am going to err on the side of caution. 
and I'm going to put off my cruise until I know there's not a possible pandemic out there on the high seas in an area that is very, very conducive for it to spread. I do understand those people, and I will not be somebody who's irresponsible and get on a soapbox and start telling people, why are you being a, 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 a you know, a, a, a clown? You're being a, um, a sheep for the government. You're listening to the news, and you're letting them get in your head. No, you want, you want to play it safe, play it safe. How can I tell somebody not to play it safe if they don't want to play it safe? I don't know where this thing ends. Do you really know what happens with this thing? You have you have it all. Yes, compartmentalizing things. Yes, compartmentalizing ideas and thoughts. Yes, the media does blow things out of proportion because it's in their interest to get those ratings and to get their advertising dollars. Yes, that's true. But do we know that it's not prudent to be cautious during this time? Do we know for a fact exactly that that this is completely overblown do you have enough information about this situation scientific information to know that it's perfectly safe and the prudent thing to do is to cruise you see something happen every day on this thing right you see it go to another level another death another city that hadn't been previously known to have any cases now has a case then they have five cases then they have the death okay and that's still growing. While it's on the upswing, why are we why are we not waiting for it to at least plateau? For at least different news and things to start happening. Why why don't we wait till that happens before we can start telling people what they should do? We seem to have been able to predict what has happened so far. Okay, before there was any cases even found in America, we knew there was going to be cases that showed up in America. And then people started dying. And then, you know, then, then is your, then, you know, is your town up now? I'm in Florida, right? Okay. No cases in Florida. Uh Uh-oh. We hear it's out in Tampa on the West coast. So yeah, now it's in Florida, but they're still not here yet. Then two days ago. Yeah. Okay. We just heard it's in Broward, Broward state of emergency. All this stuff is still happening. We're on the rise here. It's still going up. I'm not panicking at all. I'm not even close to panicking. Uh, I think this will end up being a worse version because it already is worse than the other stuff. You know what I mean? We didn't freak out like this with SARS, Ebola, all that stuff. So <clears throat> it's already the worst one. But my you know, instinct, you want to call it instinct, hunch, gut, whatever, I feel like it will get under control. It will be under control and it will be a memory. It will be a thing of the past. But at this point right now, it still seems to be on an elevate, a, a continuously elevating level. I just saw whatever somebody said. Uh, I, I, it's still a fluid story. Information is still coming in. I just saw now some port workers are infected by it. Port workers, people who work in the ports where cruise ships are. They, 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 a couple of them have been infected by it. Okay, They're probably going to be just fine. All these, Most of these people are going to be just fine. But if there is a way to control this thing, okay, why don't we try to control it? Why don't we, why don't we do what... You know, whatever the medical community is suggesting we do to control it, unless you really feel as though you put on your microbiologist hat and you know more than them. And I'm not saying listen to everything the media says, use your brain, use critical thinking, take it, take the information from the best sources available. Combine that with what your level of, you know, hysteria or non hysteria is and apply the way you live your life to how you handle this disease. Or this epidemic that's going on right now. 
Okay? Just do what you want to do. I'm just not here to tell you that it's absolutely fine. You know what? This is the time when you should cruise. Book two cruises in the face of this, you know, possible, who knows what this thing is. We still don't have a clue as to what this thing is. And that's all I'm saying. And I'm going to leave it with this. I'm still going to look for cruises tonight. And if I find a great deal, I'm probably going to go on the cruise. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 but that's me. If you're worried, you shouldn't do it. That's all, that's, that's all I could say. Okay, so the corona thing, I guess I'll have to continue to weigh on it here and there. I'm going to avoid it whenever possible. This is not really what I love to do. I like to just be more on the positive celebratory side of cruising, the funnier side, the more amusing, the amusing side of cruising. And, uh, you know, that's where I'm going to stay. That's where I'm going to attempt to stay. If wacky stuff continues to happen, of course, I'm going to have to touch on it. But uh, again... I told you where to go if you want like real hardcore up to the minute stuff on all things that have to do with, you know, the, I guess the, the, the late breaking news, whether it's Corona or anything like that. All right, let's talk about a cruise ship and it's a cruise ship that I've been on in the last couple of years and it's called Freedom of the Seas. It was newly amplified Royal Caribbean in, as part of their huge program to amplify a lot of their ships. Uh, you know, Freedom of the Seas is the latest one to be released. Now, they put $116 million into this amplification. What do they do? They added a perfect storm duo of high-speed water slides. You guys have seen those before. Uh, they re-upped the pool deck. Now, what they've been doing on a lot of these amped-up uh, cruise ships is that they're putting a really cool, I guess, resort-style pool deck uh, with these little kind of, I guess, a fake faux, you might call them, trees, uh, a lot of different colors. They're kind of just making them a little bit more photogenic, you might say. Uh, they are adding the first Giovanni's Italian Kitchen. And uh, you have to kind of, <laughs> me and my snarky ways, I, I kind of find this a little bit funny because they had Giovanni's table for so long. And then they abandoned that and they went over to Jamie Oliver's, rest, whose restaurant chain collapsed. So they had Jamie Oliver for a little while. And I guess that affiliation has kind of uh, dissolved because, you know, the restaurant chain kind of dissolved, so it's not the best PR move to continue to have Jamie on board. Uh, sorry. By the way, Guy Fieri, 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 wherever you want to say, he had, look this up, okay, if you're interested. All the carnival Guy Fieri fans out there. He opened up his first restaurant in Times Square, and I was there for it. And the reviews that it got, I can't, I don't know of a restaurant that got worse reviews than this place. I mean, it seemed as though, I don't know if it was the bleached hair or, <clears throat> or the sunglasses, whatever, for whatever reason, they went on a mission. The critics went on a mission to destroy this guy and it closed down. So I'm not here to say that, you know, just because a land-based operation doesn't work doesn't mean it's not good or it shouldn't be at sea. But Jamie had a few issues, some personality issues from what I hear. He was fighting with a lot of people and bad publicity. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. I, I already I already feel like there's an Olive Garden all over the place anyway. And the, we already have Olive Garden. We already have Carabas. The world, I guess, apparently didn't need another British guy serving them average pasta and meatballs. Uh, also, that the fact that you know you could see Jamie Oliver's smiling face on the label, on the olive oil at your table 
as a reminder that this man is not an uh, he's not from Italy. This pasta, these meatballs you're eating are not from an Italian guy. This guy's British and I I probably would have left, you know, the smiling British face off the olive oil containers. Um that sit at your table. But uh, what do you want me to say? Jamie, I, I do love you. I would absolutely trust you. If I wanted to get a fish and chips, I would trust you over a guy named Giovanni. But if I want an Italian restaurant, I'm going Giovanni every time. But anyway, so Giovanni's table became Jamie's Italian. Jamie's Italian became Giovanni's Italian kitchen. So there's the, uh, I guess, you know, what would you call it? The evolution of the Italian restaurant on Royal Caribbean. And now I guess, so what's the difference between Giovanni's Italian kitchen and Giovanni's table? They reimagined the menu. They put some new, cooler, nicer dishes on there. Uh, they also added some gourmet pizza. And they uh, apparently they're rolling out a pretty impressive wine list as well. They also did put what my favorite amplification is on there. And that is, well, you know, I got to give it a tie between the... Uh, Lime and coconut bar, which is on the pool deck. They, I guess they took up a little bit of room. Marty, you wouldn't like this very much, but they cut into the pool deck lounging area a little bit to make for like a little bit more of a recreational outdoor lounge area, sort of like a, a kind of like a hangout spot, almost like a cool place to vibe and kind of like almost like it looked like they were going off of like a little bit of a rooftop type of scenario to make a Polynesian type of a bar or a resort style bar out there almost like a you know place where you can be a little bit more conducive for drinking and having a good time and that's what they did on the uh, pool deck in the form of the lime and coconut bar they also have el loco fresh now el loco fresh i like you know they they're doing away with sabor as we know uh, sabor is their original sit down walk-in mexican concept they got rid of that and put in place el loco fresh which is clearly a little bit of a borrowing of a concept from Carnival's success with Blue Iguana Cantina. I liked it. It is not on the level of Blue Iguana Cantina. You don't have as many choices, but this one seems to be a little bit of an evolved version. Now, I went on the Navigator of the Seas, and I liked it. It was cool that you can get a burrito and nachos on the pool deck at any time, but it was uh, it was limited in terms of selection. But they apparently... Took this one to another level. So El Loco Fresh on Freedom of the Seas is the first time they're going to have a full-service bar focused on an amped-up tequila selection. So I guess, you know, maybe with the fact that they added a bar and with the fact that, you know, they're trying to, I guess, improve that product as a whole, El Loco Fresh, and I'm sure it's still evolving, maybe they stepped up their game from, I guess, what the food is as well. Because basically, I'm not going to lie. On the Navigator, it was cool to have it up there, but it wasn't, you know, you could tell it was more of like a thrown together thing than, you know, which, which, what is the, um, Blue Iguana Cantina, which is very nicely prepared, fresh taco shells. It seemed like the ingredients were a little bit fresher. El Loco Fresh was quick, really quick, almost like fast food Mexican. Uh, you know, if that, if, 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 if Blue Iguana Cantina was Chipotle, I feel like a loco fresh may may have been a little bit more Taco Bell, and that's just that's just being honest. But maybe it looks like with the focus on you're not going to have a crappy taco place next to a really nice high end tequila joint. So maybe they you know maybe they leveled up in terms of the food on this one as well. 
Now, there is a laser tag set up on this ship called Clash for the Crystal City, and that's sort of like this theme where you're kind of rescue an underwater city. Uh, there will be a flow rider, as usual, as there always is, and there already is, I should say, but there was an interesting caveat that uh, you may or may not know of that the Freedom of the Seas was the first ship ever to feature the flow rider. So I guess we'll pay, pay a little homage there. There'll be a Playmakers sports bar and arcade. And I was going to say that's tied from my favorite thing as far as the amplifications go. Uh, sports bar, you chill out, you know, you have, uh, you can order food, burgers, wings. It's an arcade as well. Very comfortable place to hang out in the promenade. Uh, I, I love, that's definitely by far, nobody touches that as far as a sports bar at sea. Playmakers sports bar and arcade. What we don't see, as far as what we've seen on other amplificated, <laughs> yeah, I said amplificated, amplified ships, uh, you don't see the to drive for a bar, you know, the place where you can get your hair cut and drink champagne, and drinks, and things like that. Nor do we see a bamboo room, which I'm surprised at. See, I, I really thought there'd be a lot of potential for the bamboo room because of the craft cocktail craze, which you guys know I'm not a fan of as much because it just, again, rule of thumb, if the drink takes longer to make it than it does to drink it, I'm out. Uh, so I, I, I don't love the bamboo room. I don't love craft cocktails as a whole, but this room was really, really cool. And based on the fact that I'm in the minority and a lot of people do like craft cocktail bars, as it is present by the Alchemy Bar and Carnival, this concept should have done a lot better than it did. I really, on all the Royal Caribbean ships and cruises I've been on that had a bamboo room, I don't feel as though they market it as they should. They kind of just leave it there. They should do a better job of driving people towards that room. And I think it would take off a little bit more maybe even be a huge selling point as to why they do sail it. Uh, all right. Or they don't have hooked. I don't believe they have hooked, which is the seafood concept on board. So I think those are the three things they ditched as part of this amplification. Uh, Freedom will sail out of San Juan. It will hit up the Soka circuit, as we coined that term, Southern Caribbean. And uh, it will call it the familiar, lovable, popular ports down that way. Uh, Aruba, Barbados, Antigua, Bonaire, and Curacao. A couple of quick stories we'll touch on before we get into the emails. Uh, Carnival did partner up with a company called Spectech. Okay, I don't know if you guys have heard of Spectech. Um, actually, I'll bet that most of you haven't. What they are is basically an optimization company. They kind of like, they're one of those consulting companies. If you've seen Office Space, they come in and streamline your business. Uh, <clears throat> they're going to be giving them a mast. And no, that is not a giant sale. It's an acronym for Marine Asset Management Transformation. And that's a fancy business talk for we want to make you more money. And uh, yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, there could be. There could be some things wrong with that as it, in terms of the guest. Now, they want to do things like leverage their size and their scope within the industry to help with operational improvement. Now, this, like I said, could go either way. The ideally, ideally, they want to make more money. Ideally, they want to be more efficient. Uh, now, it could go one of three ways. It could go the way of Carnival does this, and now they listen to this third-party company, and they say, well, why are you giving so many beans with that taco? You can cut out by a teaspoon of beans and make this much more money across your entire line. You know what I'm saying? Little things like that, like take things away in such a small scale that you wouldn't know. But then ultimately, because there's there there, you know, their space within the industry is so huge, 
that it ends up making them more money. Uh, you know, they could do that. They could also do something like, uh, you know, they 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 can they can do it to where nothing gets touched from the guest standpoint, but they get better deals based on their purchasing power. You know what I'm saying? It just becomes smooth overall. Or it could be a victory for us in that they save much more. They save more money, right? So they make they're making money based on the cuts that they're making, increasing their you know their their, their leverage in terms of purchasing power, uh, maybe taking away things that are unnecessary. This this business, spec tech, whatever they are, they identify ways Carnival can save a ton of money. And they either pass those savings on to you in the form of lower cruise prices, prices, or more things offered for free. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But I would say definitely pay attention. It's probably not going to take shape for several months. I guess there's an analyzation process that would probably have to happen where they took in data. And then it would probably be several months before they implemented any changes that they would kind of, I guess, uh, put in play based on this partnership. But once that does happen, I would be interested. Like an example of this is American Table. That's their concept. Carnival basically decided that they were going to launch this new thing called American Table. And they were going to simplify their food in the main dining room and take away the tablecloths and make it more of like a uh, less fancy type of feel. You know what I mean? When you go into a Royal Caribbean main dining room, it's a palatial feel. There's, you know, linens everywhere, tablecloths. It feels like you're actually going out to dinner. Whereas Carnival, they just made it more casual. And they save money from doing it. They'll probably tell you it was better for the environment too by not doing so much laundry. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Maybe maybe you agree with that. Maybe you don't. But it is a change that probably saved them money. But yeah. We got a little bit more basic with the menus, and we don't get that cool feeling with the tablecloths and everything when we go in into dinner. So we'll see what happens. This is that American table move is is like right along the lines of what this company like spec a company like Spectec would do. You know what I mean? Let's take away this, but then rebrand it and represent it in a way that, and we'll call it American table because you know we all love America, right? We'll call it American table, and it'll be like, yeah, we're casual on purpose because that's what we want. Meanwhile, the motive is to save money. All right. Have you guys ever heard of Captain Kate? Now, Captain Kate McHugh is a captain for Celebrity Cruises. She's the first female captain of a major cruise ship, and she's become a virtual and literal rock star as of late. Um, Recently, led by Captain Kate, Celebrity broke ground in the cruising industry by sending out the Celebrity Edge with an all-female bridge and hotel officer team. This event uh, took place on Women's Day, which was March 8th, and is part of Celebrity's Bridge the Gap program, which aims to inspire women to pursue maritime careers. And you can't really argue with this. You know, uh, it's a great move. She's uh, a rock star. She is a rock star. She's uh, very, very good on the publicity, I guess, uh, circuit. She does a great job. You know, <clears throat> a lot of times if you're going to have someone who breaks ground like this, they're not always going to be, you know, made for TV, made for the microphone, a charismatic personality, you know, kind of easy on the eyes, dare I say. She is that. She's all those things. And, you know, she's a great spokesperson. She's a great representation of, you know, being a woman, it was kind of cool. She had a story, and she went on her first cruise. I think she said she was 12 years old. And she said, uh, yeah, 
Uh, she absolutely fell in love with being at sea the minute she got on a cruise ship, much like many of us have. And she saw the cruise director. It was a man. And she said to the, her dad, she said, hey, do you think one day I could be a cruise director? And her dad looked at her and said, honey, one day you can drive this ship. And that is exactly what she did. So you cannot knock that at all. That's a real feel-good story. And what was cool kind of, uh, I mean, could you imagine the 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 the, the, you know, the, the, the palpability of the energy in that room before they set sail. It's all women. They're all proud. This is a historic day for them. And uh, one of them said, you know, it's a testament to the personalities that were on board on the ship. And, you know, we took the photo because you have to do the photo op. It's all women from the cruise director to the, you know, hotel director to the first officers and the captain. They eventually did take a picture together because it was just historic before the fir- before the sailing went out. But one of them said it was like, you know, it's historic, but kind of a testament to the personalities involved of these women and why they're so great and why we really made it like it was just another sailing because we're not here to be just like this platform of like, look at us, pat ourselves on the back. We're here to do a job. And that's ultimately what you're looking for at equality, right? That it's not, you're not making statements about being what it's great that you have this it's great that you know this movement is taking place and it's great that it's happening but it's really about the job it's about what you're what the goal is is to make sure you have a good sailing all the guests are taken care of everything goes smoothly everybody's kept safe and the ultimately the the company makes makes money from it you've turned you've helped turn a profit off a successful cruise and that remained what was on their mind. It wasn't about celebrating the event. It was about making sure it was looked at as like just another day and we all did our jobs. Um, All right, that's pretty much it. So I wanted to kind of, like I said, touch on the coronavirus. We are going to get into the emails in a second, but I wanted to touch on the coronavirus thing. There was some stuff in the news. I feel like, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you guys. We're going to talk real. I I feel like this is a freaking clunky episode, huh? I want to just be able to stay with cruising i want to stay with the fun part of cruising but again reality is reality i want us to be an escape from all the crap that's going on outside around us but every once in a while like i said in the open it just it just can't be ignored you know what i mean so let's uh let's leave it at that and let's get into your emails hey quick question how important is your vacation to you okay well are you booked If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always be booked. Cruises and vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, 
You can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to alwaysbebooked.com or email me directly at tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. Uh, before we get into the emails, I want to remind you we have a Patreon account, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked. And what that is an, is an opportunity to get several extra shows per week. I try to do them every day. It's at least five, six days a week. And uh, I go off a little bit on that. We'll talk a little bit more candidly about some opinions that I have, a lot of cruising stuff, a lot of non-cruising related things, like whether it's sports, stand-up comedy comedy, music, uh, pop culture in general, we talk about everything. So if you just like the whole temperature of the show and you like the, you know, the, the, the general, I guess, vibe of the, we talk plenty of cruising too, but, uh, it also gives you an opportunity to support the show. You know, there's a lot of expenses that come along with this thing. And I put a lot of time into it. As most of you guys know, it's $5 per month. So for $5 a month, you have no idea what you guys are doing for me. And, you know, my ultimate goal of being able to be independent and uh, to be able to have this be my full-time job. Uh, we're not anywhere close to that yet, but, you know, for just, like I said, dot com slash always be booked. If you guys do sign up for that, $5 extra show. I try to, you know, try to earn it. You know what I mean? I try to give you guys content. The, the episodes usually last anywhere between like 20 and 45 minutes, and uh, it's fun. We also have a separate page for that, always be booked. Uh, mega loft and it's a group on facebook and we talk about a lot of the patrons it's a separate community so you guys are more than welcome to join that whether you join the uh, patreon and sign up for the patreon or not you could see a lot of what's going on in the patreon if you just join the mega loft so feel free to do that all right uh, once again p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked tommy I am a very lucky guy, and we have cruises booked through the spring of 2021, just four of them. Uh, this fall, we are on the Carnival Mardi Gras, a few weeks after the Pirates and Pier Runners 2. That's right. We got the Pirates and Pier Runners 2 coming up. Uh, we are going with friends. Just too complicated to change. Any chance you could determine the Pirates and Pier Runners Part 3 cruise, and perhaps 4, that should be a good one with intravenous consumption. Uh, intravenous consumption of gray goose after looking at the video on youtube i really would like to plan to attend a group cruise we just like to keep rolling 18 months of always be booked and he means always being booked you know what i mean the show is the same name as our slogan so we get great prices on that way our choice of cabins and we can visit the ports we like keep up the great podcasts richard all right so richard there is not a Pirates and Pier Runners 3 in the works. We're talking about and we're arguing over <laughs> where it should be and what we should do. We're thinking spring of 2021. Uh, we were talking about an encore, a Norwegian encore or joy, I believe it was, versus a celebrity apex. Now, again, I don't necessarily think I'm ready to jump ship from the big three and jump into a celebrity cruise. I know there's a couple of people that tell me I absolutely should and I have to, but there's way, way more people telling me that, you know, the celebrity experience may not be, while it would be beautiful, there's no such thing as a bad day at sea. It may not be exactly 
pound for pound what we're looking for in a cruise vacation uh, when there are so many other opportunities out there within the big three that do cater to exactly what we want to do. So I don't know. I mean, I want to try it, but just the risk of spending a good full week when I could be just doing something that I know I would absolutely love versus doing something that a lot of people say I'll like. Some people say I like, but a lot more people say is not for me. Just kind of, I'm still weighing it out though. I'm still listening. Guys, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Should I give celebrity a chance or can you just tell off the bat that you know the way we cruise? We like to booze. We like to have a good time. We like a good, you know, nightlife scenario on the ship. Is celebrity the right route to go with that? Knowing full well, Celebrity probably blows anything away I've done as far as food, as far as service, as far as uh, maybe even technology on a ship and, you know, especially the Apex. But why do we cruise? Yeah. And I saw the videos with Captain Kate and, you know, the party that went on on Celebrity. Guys, that was the that was an event. That was a special event. Does that happen all the time at that level? Maybe it does. I'm not sure. But I'm still open to suggestions. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Please keep the information coming. Tommy, hey man, love the podcast and listen all the time. Was wondering if you could enlighten me on tipping. We are prepaying gratuities and getting the drink packages. What about the bartenders and housekeeping though? Still tip or no? Also, what about during excursions? Any advice is appreciated. Thanks, Tommy. That's from Tommy as well. So, Tommy, I think the you know that's a sub- subjective question, and much like coronavirus, is a very polarizing question. So, I don't know, man. If you've already tipped and you've not removed the gratuities, you've already done more than a good amount of people. Is it enough? I'd say technically it is, but no, I'm not the type of guy that could sit there, even though I pay my gratuities every day. I'm not the type of guy that could sit there and continue to get drinks and continue to get service from the, you know, the, the room steward and not at least give them a little bit of look them in the eye and hand them a little bit of a, a little bit of something extra on top of that. So the answer is you do not have to. Many people don't. Uh, but I think it's appropriate to do so, especially if you're giving some good service. You know, they, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's 33, 33 and 33. 33.33333 infinity uh three times half you know 33% of them are going above and beyond to make your cruise vacation out of this world another 33% of them are probably on their last contract or having a bad day and not really into it and another 33% of them are doing just fine doing their job doing what they're supposed to do not blowing you away but at least giving you the level of service that's been agreed upon when you stepped on board. So I would just veer most of my extra tips towards that top 33. You know what I'm saying? I definitely think you should give a little bit more smile, hand them some bills, uh, show them that you appreciate their hard work. I think the, you know, I, I, I do think that the cruising tipping, the cruise tipping policy is very, very ambiguous. I think it's a weird in a weird place where nobody really knows what to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's, like I said, there's the people who take away the gratuities. There's the people that leave the gratuities and do nothing. And then there's the people that give, 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 and keep giving. So I probably am a little bit more towards the people who give on top a little bit more. You know what I mean? I, I, that's what I try to do. So 
It's whatever you feel, Tommy. That's the answer. I can't tell you what to do, but if you get good service, I do suggest giving a little bit more on top of that. Thanks for the email. Um, Tommy, I want to congratulate you on a successful first group cruise. And boy, yes, I'll interject. Boy, was it successful. It did not blow the doors off in terms of how many people came. I do agree with that. I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, we didn't have 80 people that we could barely keep track of. But I already said it and I already agree with it. It's already going to be. I don't see how we're going to be able to get a group together that stayed as close as we did. I mean, around 20 people that just really really stuck together we really saw a lot of each other we're going to do more group cruises but the participation level i bet will eventually go down uh he continues as for me i went on my first solo cruise last november on mariner of the seas i enjoyed myself i kept to myself and did almost everything i wanted to do i feel that i found the best set of activities for me on that max uh, for me that ma- I feel that I found the best set of activities for me that maximized my fun. Avoiding the bars is a prime component of having the best cruise ever for me. I would definitely do another solo cruise. Take care, William. William, you know how people say same? They just kind of like if you say something, they say same uh, they, to affirm. I'll say opposite. <laughs> uh, absolutely 100% opposite. But William, that's the beauty of it. And I say one of my top rules... And I don't like rules, but one of my top rules is you never tell somebody how to cruise. You hear it happen all the time. Why would you do this when you're at sea, when you could do it every day of your life on land? Well, why? Because I want to freaking do it at sea. I want to do this thing that I like to do, clearly because I do it every freaking day on land. Now I have the chance to do it, do it with one of the best backdrops I could ever ask for. So to me, it's exactly what I want to do. Perfect example, watching sports. Oh, these people that watch sports on cruise ships. You know, you're at home and you watch sports every day. You're in a beautiful truck. Yeah, I'm still enjoying the salty air, the smell, the breeze, everything. But I'm watching sports on a big screen. It's the playoffs. What better than watch the Super Bowl or playoffs while you're at sea in the tropics? Don't tell me how to cruise. William, if you don't like the bars and staying away from the bars is how you like to cruise, then man, good for you. I respect the hell out of that. So you congratulated me on the first successful group cruise. Uh, Yeah, if you want to come on the next one and you want to avoid us, just avoid the bars. (laughs) Hey, Tommy, not sure if you would be interested in doing a phone interview for the Patreon or podcast. My wife and I just got off a seven-day cruise on the Conquest, and we took a 14-day journeys cruise last November. Your listeners might be interested in some of the differences between a short cruise and a long journeys cruise on Carnival. If it's something you're interested in, shoot me a message, and we could set it up. Uh, we could set up a time to connect via phone call. Bob, the wedding barn guy. Now I don't know what I just promoted there, Bob, but uh, shout out to the wedding barn guy. Uh, assuming that's you. So. I I am uh, definitely open to that. I think I I don't know if the, uh, you tell me. Maybe there's a big difference between a, a longer cruise and a shorter cruise. I think the main difference would be that there's more days. <laughs> maybe there is a different type of vibe and a different type of feel. Because yeah, that's true. You c- you I can tell you there's probably a difference between the three day cruises and the seven day cruises, which is what I've experienced. The longest cruise I've ever done is 
is it nine days? Yeah, nine days. I haven't done more than nine days, so a 14-day, I'd be interested in hearing about what that's all about. So yeah, 323-GETAWAY or email me again or reply to this thread, Bob, and let me know. We'll set up a time, you know, maybe maybe we'll do one on the Patreon, and then maybe for the next one, we'll do it on the regular show. We'll see. But uh, Bob, I appreciate the email. Thanks so much. Tommy, what's the best place to stay in New York City if you want to enjoy the city and watch cruise ships leave? Okay. New York City. Man, I'm going to tell you something. I think I'm probably not the best person to ask what to do in New York City. <laughs> Which is ironic because it's my home. Uh, I don't know. I have always thought about it. And I could tell you where I like to go. When you are a New Yorker, right? You're a New York City guy through and through. You get your rhythm. You get your routine. You have your favorite spots. And usually it ends up being in places that are proximal to your day-to-day and what's walking distance. It's amazing how one thing in New York you have to say is that you know, since it's so so neighborhood split up, people in the city geographically where right now I'll go up to if I want to go to Pollo Tropical right now, I got to travel probably three and a half, four miles. Do you know what that is in New York miles? You're basically in a foreign land if you travel three to four miles in New York. You don't, you know, they they build it. It's so congested and so tight that you only go. Everything is right there. Your Trader Joe's or your Fairway, your movie theater, your local bars, your laundromat, your cleaners, your uh, whatever you got to do, your gym, whatever you got to get done. They make it so that you got only I walk a couple of blocks. You have to do that because there's eight million freaking people. So having said that, you know. When I do, like with New York, I would go on a date or something. If I would end up going to some place, like geographically, it's a mile and a half away. But really, it's 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 uh, it just seems like another world. I'll go to a venue, like a like a concert venue or a dinner or or a, or a restaurant that I've never tried yet. You feel like you're in foreign land, just traveling two and a half miles. It's crazy. It really is weird. Um, so that's why I say I don't necessarily act like I'm the best person to ask as far as tourist stuff in New York City if you're in the area. Now, the best place to watch the cruise ships. Now, um, there's definitely the place in Jersey. It's a pain in the ass to get to from Manhattan. Uh, Exchange Place. You get off at Exchange Place on the, uh, on the, on the, on what is it, the path, New Jersey path. And there's Frank Sinatra Park. You could watch from out there. There's plenty of places. You just got to be near the water on the Hudson River, uh, on the Manhattan side, anywhere along that West Side Highway near the cruise port. You could see tons of places. I can't even tell you what they are. I can't even identify them. There'll be little piers that you could walk out on. There's a. I don't even know if it's open right now. It's there's a restaurant that lived out there for a year that for years called the Frying Pan, and it was actually on like a sailboat, and it's a bar place to eat drink uh more of a bar way more of a bar than a restaurant i think there's basically like a food stand but you can kind of drink and the, the ships go by there uh it's you know on the west side of the west side highway there's just random little places places near where chelsea piers is uh chelsea piers is like an athletic complex it's got a lot of it's got a driving range uh a lot of places to play for golf and uh there's there's 
restaurants and bars in that area. So it's hard to identify what the place is. There's also a place in Staten Island I always see right when you get past the bridge or right at the bridge. Uh, you could see uh, like there's this beachy type area or kind of cool little places. I've never been to them. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm being descriptive enough. But you just kind of kind of get out there and explore. Uh, as far as things to do in New York City, obviously you have the go-tos. You know, you have uh, the Freedom Tower. You have top of the rock if you're going to pick an observation tower for me it's top of the rock because you get to see more if you're on the empire state building you can't see the empire state building uh, if you want to go out the touristy place to eat and drink in a nice cool setting go to uh, a place called 235th 2305th that's a cool place high prices but it's a really nice place to casually have some drinks and uh you know stare at the beautiful skyline I also like to eat and drink at a place called uh, The View, which ironically has a beautiful view. It's at the top of the Marriott Marquis. It's actually kind of cool because it is a rotating restaurant. Uh, within about, it takes it goes slow, so it takes about an hour to get all the way around. But you're sitting there, you're having some champagne or some drinks, and you are spinning very very slowly you're rotating around and you're high above the new york city skyline uh the circle line i really like they do sunset cruises and tourist cruises around the city there's this thing called uh oh, what's it called uh, it's a cool idea you get on a bus and they drive you around and it's completely interactive i forgot what this is called you get on this bus they take you to different locations throughout the city and they're at those locations, so the bus seating is set up to where it's almost like leveled out risers, and everybody's facing out the side of the bus. You know, if you could imagine clearing all those seats out of a bus, replacing them with a bleacher set, and looking out of the bus, that's what it is. And they take you all around the city, and then there's also pre-set up shows around. The ride, I think it is. I think it's called the ride. Pre-set up shows throughout the city and you can kind of like watch like little street performers break dancers different things all set up and you're all mic'd up so that what's going on outside is audible inside because there's a microphone sound system set up so that you can experience it totally interactive um, there's a thing called uh what else those double decker buses you know as far as tourism it's cool because you get to know the city but it's also just as cool as a transportation device. You know what I mean? You can kind of get a hop on, hop off, and they continuously run, and you buy the all-day ticket. You can be in Times Square. All right, I'm sick of Times Square. Let me hop on this bus, and let me get down to Little Italy or Lower Manhattan. And like I said before, if you are a New Yorker, you know what it's like to try to go from Man uh, Midtown Manhattan to the Battery Park or the, or, or the Freedom Tower, the 9-11 Memorial. That's like, that's like a weekend trip in New York, in New York geography. I mean, nobody goes down there unless you have to. It's 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 like a real trip. I got to go all the way down to Wall Street tonight. I got to go all the way down. I got to go all the way to Lower Manhattan tonight to meet somebody for something. I'm dreading that trip. You know what I mean? Well, it's freaking it's like three miles away. Uh, you know, uh, what else in Manhattan? Uh, Central Park is always nice. What do you do there? I don't know. You get on the horse and carriage ride. All these Statue of Liberty, we said. Um, you know, they have those boats, the the boats that you could take that speed around, not unlike what they have in the Caribbean. The Beast, you know what I mean? Those beasts where they, they, they just, you know, it's like a thrill ride, but on a boat. I don't know. Those things scare me a little bit. Little Italy's cool. It's cool to go down there and check it out. Chinatown, 
uh, what else? I don't know. Just just go have some fun, man. Just go down there and see what's see what's around the museum circuit. If you enter into museums, um, but yeah, it, a good concentrated area is Rockefeller Center because you have right there. If you want to be real touristy, you got a lot of stuff in a small area. Even you can match because you could definitely walk right over to Times Square. So Midtown Manhattan, again, New Yorkers are like pissing all over me because they're like, oh, it's so touristy. Yeah, well, we're talking to tourists, okay? So if you're in Rockefeller Center, you can knock out a show at Radio City Music Hall. You can knock out an NBC studio tour. You can knock out Top of the Rock Observation Deck and a bunch of restaurants in that area. And that's a good half a day right there. And then you could walk over to Times Square. And yeah, I mean... It's I kind of like Times Square. There's a lot to do, but uh, most New York that's like a cardinal sin for a New Yorker to like Times Square. I just like action. I like busyness. I like hustle and bustle. Uh, you know, so that's that. And you could go, and that's right near the theater dr- district as well. So Midtown, bang for your buck. There's a lot to do there if you're going to be there for multiple days. Uh, spend some time downtown. You know what I mean? Do your Freedom Tower. Do your Battery Park. Do your uh, Wall Street tour. Maybe all that stuff. Um, but that's about it. That's, that's New York in a nutshell. You know, everything there is to know about New York now. Definitely see a Broadway show. If you go to New York, I'm not, I'm not a, again, it's almost like cruise ships. Although I am a big fan of cruises and cruise ships. I like the Broadway shows because of the production to see what goes into them. That's live entertainment. That's like almost like watching a movie, but it's real people right in front of you that have spent so much time and have so much talent coordinating the music, the dancing, the script, the 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 the, the orchestra, everything. It's right there. The energy you get from a from a real New York show, you know, and they're, they're different, varying degrees of excitement. Um you know, obviously everybody's trying to go to Hamilton is uh is the new thing shout out to marty and Dwayne. marty and Dwayne, are you listening i never asked you what you thought of hamilton they did not go on the group cruise because of hamilton which i understand i'll give him that i mean hamilton is that much of a ticket it's been years too this has to be this uh, the broadway sh- the broadway version of breaking the internet is what hamilton did i have not heard of a show period end of story it has to be the biggest show of all time Told you who made it. Lin-Manuel Miranda. I told you. My favorite thing. My favorite piece of media ever watched up there with it. Up there with the best of them is In the Heights. The show he did prior to Hamilton. And the movie's coming out this year. Which is awesome. I mean, And they're doing a tour. Another tour of In the Heights. Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights is on tour right now. And I'm definitely going to try to catch it when it's down here. Uh... So that's it. That's uh, the New York talk for today. All right. Uh, Any questions on New York? If you have specific questions about New York, I can definitely get you whatever answer you want. If I don't know it directly off the top of my head. Hey, Tommy, I hope all is well. I've been listening to the podcast for a couple of months, and I see how much fun you had in your last group cruise. Last and first, by the way, sir. Uh, I had a specific question in regards to your next group cruise. I am usually loyal to Norwegian, but have been on Royal as well. I enjoy a few drinks each day. 
And I know that I, on past cruises, I have had days where I have had quite a few beers. I have always been hesitant to try Carnival due to their 15-day drink limit. After listening to how much you also enjoy your drinks, I was, oh, so you're another drunk, you're basically saying to me. I was curious if you had ever had an issue with running out of drinks on a Carnival cruise. Do you know anyone that has run into the issues surrounding this? And is there any way to get go over the limit, especially on sea days? Thanks in advance, Andrew. Andrew, I didn't respond to this email, but I read it several weeks ago, and I just put out a YouTube video about this very topic, and I'm not going to lie to you, Andrew. It's your email that made me put this out, okay? Especially since you sent me this email, and I know we're going on Carnival, and people that are going on that on that cruise asked me the same way uh, as you did about what they can do about it. And I've had experience on Carnival. And yes, there are a few ways around it. Uh, so I wanted to do a video. And I was like, I saw your email. And I was like, you know what? I might as well just put a video out about it because, you know, whatever. it's not, not necessarily killing it on YouTube. But uh, the question is a legitimate one. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing uh, in so much detail. But basically, I'll say this. Tip your bartender. First of all, identify the right bartender that responds to tips. The charismatic guy, the smiley guy, the guy that you could tell wants to separate you from your money. You will gladly oblige with him. You'll give him extra money, and he will understand that he's going to give you the right amount of alcohol in your drink, thus allowing you to get where you want to be with less drinks, thus enabling you to stay under the 15-drink limit. Now, Somebody contested this in YouTube, and maybe it's true, but there was a time where you could purchase shots, and they didn't get marked against your 15. Now, you'd have to pay for these drinks, but they wouldn't count against your 15. So you can, like, say you're 10 drinks in. Uh, you know what? These girls are over here, or my uh, my my cousins are here, or this guy, these partners. Are my, I want to buy them shots. They're not for me. I just want to buy them shots. They'll let you do that, or they at least did. It's pro- They probably still do. It's probably just on certain ships. So we'll see. Or, or certain, certain uh, bartenders, again, probably depending upon how well you tip, will let you do that. So you got... Tip the guy, tip the right guy to make sure that you get extra liquor in your drink. Buy them if you have to. And then there's this thing called the sail away, the Bon Voyage package. You can purchase bottles of alcohol to be left in your room. Uh, They're there when you get there. You have to do it prior to your sailing. You can't do it when you're on board. I don't even think you could do it a day or two before. Prior to your sailing, a few days, purchase a bottle. Now it's, yeah, you got to pay 85 to 100 bucks for the bottles but again small price to pay for assuring that you'll get where you want to go now you're not necessarily relying on that to do you're getting the drink package too so ideally you're pretty close to you where you need to be and then you're just using that as kind of like maintenance you know what i mean an extra shot at the end of the night or you know you're gonna go in maybe maybe pre-game strong with the bottle and that bottle if you gotta buy two you gotta buy two you know what i mean but you know Get it to where you want to be. You still, if you get the drink, if you drink like you say you drink, it sounds like you drink, the drink package plus the $85 bottle will still be cheaper than paying for every drink and tipping on top of that. That's my opinion. Uh, You could always do the whole smuggle factor too, but I do not condone that. We don't condone this on this show. 
Andrew, thank you for the email. Hope that helped. Also, check that video out on YouTube, the Always Be Booked YouTube channel. Uh, and thank you for the email because it was the whole reason I made that video. Uh, I listened to you, most, Tommy. I listened to your most recent podcast today. You mentioned that you believe Carnival Cruise directors get better assistance behind the scenes that allows them to be more active. You are right. About four to five years ago, Carnival t- took the duties of cruise director and divided them into two positions. Previously, the cruise director did all of the hosting duties, plus was the supervisor of the entertainment on the ship. Now the position of entertainment director is the ship's entertainment supervisor, leaving the cruise director more time to be visible and accessible to the passengers. I enjoy the podcast, Bill. Yes, I learned that. Who was it? Who was the a very, very pretty young lady who I actually interviewed? I'm so stupid. I forgot her name. But yes, she was an example of the entertainment supervisor, which a position I had not heard of, but I got a chance to sit down with her, and she was very, very clear that Leon reported to her, who is the cruise director, and she kind of was just a huge, obviously, authority. He reported to her, but uh, she was also just a huge support system for her, and he was left to just be his, like I always call him, a force of nature, just himself on that cruise and kind of be, you know, very, very shrewd move by Carnival, smart move by Carnival. Hey, Spectech, don't get rid of that position because that is part of the experience. When you're doing all your tightening up and your firings and your downsizing and more efficiency, do not get rid of that position because that's a great position. I do agree with that. I appreciate the information. I'm kind of connecting it. I kind of already knew that. I actually didn't know that. I shouldn't say I knew that. When I saw her come up to me and tell me about what her position was, I was, oh, I didn't really know that position exists, but now I do. Now you're telling me and connecting the dots and making me realize that that what I was, who I was speaking to was exactly what you're talking about. The person that took a lot of that pressure off the cruise director so that they can focus on high-fiving and being a visible presence throughout the the cruise ship, which, like I said, Carnival does better than anybody. All right, Tommy, just listen to your latest podcast. You mentioned the Epic and the bathrooms being the reason it is the only ship in its class. We were just on the Epic last week, and my boyfriend was speaking with some of the crew. I think some important guys in white, but what do I know about the ship and its size? That was in parentheses. So if I take out the parentheses, it reads as speaking with some of the crew about the ship and its size. Anyway, they had mentioned to him that NCL had decided to downsize new ships after Epic. Not sure if this was an excuse, but kind of made sense since they mentioned it holds over 4,000 and at times is hard to fill. I agree the bathroom situation is not the best, but we didn't mind it. Love your show and hoping to one day join a group cruise. P.S. Barrachina in Old San Juan was disappointing. Bad service and the pina colada came out of a machine. Okay, let's go backwards. So who is this? This is Francine. Francine, thank you for the email. So Barrachina in Old San Juan, the first time I went there, I couldn't recommend it enough. It was the most delicious, freshest, most, uh, you know, made-to-order pina colada from the reputation that it had, first ever, the birthplace of the pina colada. Great experience. And the guy who made it took such pride in making it. You could sit anywhere you want at the bar and the bartenders approach you. And it was just a delicious, delicious experience. The last time I went was 100% in line with what you just said. There was like almost like a stand set up where they had a full bar. You could sit anywhere you wanted at the bar. But if you want a drink, you got to go stand up and get in line. 
at this one station, almost like a service station. And yes, there was a big giant machine there and they were making it uh, in bulk, like 10, 12 at a time. And yes, the people did not care about being there. They didn't interact with you. It was hot. It was rough. They didn't, you know, they weren't selling it anymore. You know what I mean? They went the whole route that a lot of corporations go once they get big and the word spreads about them, and they kind of just go for the mass production and the money. They may make they may make more money now, but uh, yes, I can't recommend it in the way that I used to. As far as the epic goes, now there's definitely a mis- there's definitely a disconnect there because the epic is a very large ship. You're correct, but then the breakaway and breakaway plus classes of ships. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, are larger. Let's look that up right now. After further review from the booth, you are right. Francine, the Epic is larger than the Breakaway and Breakaway Plus classes of ships. Not by a lot. They're very, very similar in size. They're not, it's, it's, they barely, they're barely different at all. And I did hear that Norwegian's next class of ships, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be smaller. They are. They're downsizing their, the size of their ships. So this is going to be three unprecedented right there, huh? So you can talk about three classes of ships in a row. Well, no, because the Breakaway Plus class is a little bit bigger than the Breakaway class. But if you wanted to lump them together, you could make the argument that for three classes in a row, the last three newest classes of ships from Norwegian are smaller than the one before it. Uh, So you have the Epic, which was the biggest. Breakaway is a little bit smaller than the Epic, which Epic is technically a class of ships. And then the... uh, Next class, I forgot the next, the name of the next, uh, oh, what's the name of that class that's coming out that's going to be smaller? That's going to be a smaller group of ships than even the Breakaway and the Breakaway Plus class. So you're absolutely right. I, I, I stand corrected in that. And you didn't mind the bathrooms too bad? Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's what it is. They just wanted, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it wasn't so much the bathrooms and the setup of the ship. The Epic, I don't know. I just don't feel as much buzz from the epic it's not one of those you know there's a there's buzz there's a buzz around certain ships people fall in love with certain ships and uh they just never made another epic class ship and i don't know if it's purely about the size it's barely over four thousand, and the breakaway and breakaway plus class is a shade below four thousand. so who knows but uh i appreciate the email and francine we would love to get you on a group cruise ladies and gentlemen that's pretty much it for today listen if you listen to the show and it was your first show i will say that this is more fully admitted this is one of the more clunkier shows battled uh you know it, it didn't feel i think the whole like i said the corona thing did throw me off i don't like kind of getting into that rhythm uh and i think it kind of maybe set the tone i liked it i thought it was an all right show but as far as the other shows there's usually a much more funny positive uh upbeat kind of feel to them tell me what you think tommy at alwaysbebooked.com yes there will be more must morning muster mixes uh but they will not be in lieu of or instead of these shows you'll still get these uh, if you want to check out the patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked check it out even if it's just for a couple of months see if you like it you could always cancel um i won't get mad at you 
I mean, yeah, I'll get a little mad at you. But by the way, yeah, I do see who cancels, and I am mad at you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not mad at you. I am a little disappointed when I see somebody cancel. I'm like, oh, so-and-so dropped off. But I do get it. I do understand. You know what I mean? I don't... What am I going to say? You know what I mean? I'm just happy you guys joined in for as long as you did, and I can't really complain about it. You know, I I, I would like if you do cancel, and if it's a, a situation other than the economics, hit me up with an email. Let me know why you canceled. If you feel like it, if you're so inclined, if you feel like doing that, you know, that's you know, maybe you feel bad about canceling, and you know, you at least you'll do is give me a little feedback on why you did it. <laughs> if you feel like it. All right. Uh, always be booked on Instagram. Uh, if you want to book a cruise, let me know. I will bend over backwards to make sure I give you all the information that I have about any of the ships and any of the ports. If I don't know it, I will find it. The Always Be Booked Travel Agency is wide open. Also, YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. Always Be Booked. Always Be Booked on Instagram. And our community which is the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Boat drinks. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine-on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from